cliffcentral.com Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com Welcome back to Future CEOs. A very nice conversation before the break about youth unemployment and, and how it's so much more than just education, but education really is one of the keys to breaking the poverty cycle. But there is a little bit more. And I love the fact that they're always looking for solutions. We are a solution-based show. Future CEOs is about finding solutions. And one of the things that we're going to be doing or talking about now is how to make more money in 2017 by by focusing on the right areas in the right places, if you're going to build a business, you're going to start a business. If you're if you're about to um, embark on that journey, well, then this is the right conversation to be listening to. Why? Because we've got our one of our dear friends, Chris Chris Dubertis. Welcome back into studio. It's good to have you here, um, and he's going to be telling us how uh, or, or giving us some direction on what industries to go into, what markets to look at. And then also a little bit of advice to we all need of the you advice. entrepreneurs who are looking to, to push into these areas. Christy, welcome. Yes, it's wonderful to see you again and to be on your show. 2016 was rough and tough and brutal for so many people and businesses. Can we still have a sense of um, 2017 can hold ripe opportunities for the astute entrepreneur? Is there hope? There's always hope. You know, entrepreneurs, they make a plan. Yeah. No matter how dark the clouds are outside there, there's always a silver lining. And um, I definitely think um, 2017 is going to be better than 2016, so better opportunities for entrepreneurs. And uh, most definitely, uh, so the growth rate would be better, so the people would be able to spend more, etc., etc. But uh, entrepreneurs, well, where's the opportunities? And I think that's the the thing they must be able to suss it out. Just, just very, very quickly, just as a point of credibility, because we know who you are and we 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 love having you back here. But just tell everyone where you're from, what you guys do, and and that really will tell us or tell our audience. Should we listen to you or not? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Is this the man to listen to? Yeah. you just just a little bit of background, business partners, and your involvement there, please. Yeah, Business Partners is a company that's funding small and medium enterprises and uh, doing value-added services together with it. And um, we're also in providing space for small businesses. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I've been around uh, with the company for 31 uh, years. Sure. And, um, and uh, the company has been around for 36 years. And it was started by the Rupert family. And um, in 1981, and here I am. I can uh, I can say, well, I'm still pumping small and medium enterprises. And and you Love guys that. really do know your stuff. You do have an incredible history. Let's go into the into this conversation. The a talking point that we have here is, of course, in South Africa there are traditional areas that we can go into, and there's non-traditional. Of of air, you were talking about an acronym, which was TICE, mm. right? TICE, T I. CE. Yes. yes. So, so let's, let's talk traditional, um, industries. Let's talk non-traditional. Where's the growth opportunity there? And then let's talk to this, this point, TICE, that you, you were speaking to this acronym, please. Good. Uh, well, traditional businesses is obviously the, the ones that were hurt quite badly in 2016 was mm. most definitely the agricultural sector. Mm -hmm. And because of that, uh, the rural parts of our country 
really suffered, suffered. because there he was did. a lot of people that was laid off in on the farms. They just moved into town, and uh, they didn't have spending power at all. They and they were had to be taken care of. So even the businesses in the towns was depressed. You know, just normal trading businesses, service industries, and so on. So um, the agricultural sector had a tremendous effect on our economy and on business, small businesses in the rural rural parts, uh, but also in the cities, um, because obviously those produce comes to the cities and it's consumed here, and here the prices of food, as we know, it is quite uh, quite high. Yeah, basic <laughs> economic supply and demand. <clears throat> yep. Yes, exactly. So that's the one industry that. That battled in 2016, mm-hmm. and then the second one was the mining industry because of the drop in con- uh, commodity prices. Yep. Mm. But I think there's now something positive happening. Commodity prices is doing much better, uh, and at least we've seem to have seen the bottom end, mm. and uh, and in some cases it went up quite a bit. So. They are starting to be active again. They're starting, starting to employ. I think last week, uh, Friday, the, the, the manufacture, at least the mining figures came out and it's, it's showing positive. And, um, and then also agriculture. We know that there's summer rains and, uh, we hope there's follow up rains. Yeah. Um, but at this stage, it seems as if there's going to be a, significant better crop than last year. Mm. So that would activate the sleeping businesses in mm. in in, a revival. In, in the rural parts and the reemployment, etc. etc. Mm. It's, it's such a good motivator, you know, all these all these drives to save water. It it's that little thing has a knock on effect to the entire economy. It's yeah. an, it's a remarkable thing to yeah. to consider how everything's linked. But now you think of the ripple effect, you know. Now suddenly the mines are starting to work. There's uh, machines working. There's people working. They earn money. They can start to spend again, etc. But those machines that's working needs to be maintained. So engineering businesses, mm. uh, hydraulics, etc. Mm. Uh, those businesses, uh, that's, you know, if you look at the East Rand, for instance, that's, the engineering hub of this country. Yep. Well, they're going to be active again, positive. Mm. You know, so that's the traditional industries, and then obviously, uh, with with normal consumer spending, uh, the the spa at the corner and <laughs> the service station and the butcher and the, the 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 even the gym would be active again, and the people would be able to pay the school fees and all those <laughs> things. So it's a ripple effect, and um, I think we would see some positive economic growth. Not. To the extent that the president has uh, said uh, sure. two point nine, but maybe in the middle one and a half, one point six around about, which, which is still a significant amount of growth, certainly mm. based on last year's uh, yeah. the way we performed last yeah. year. Let's go. Let's go non-traditional. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Well. <coughs> Before I get to Tice, um, okay. keep yeah. keep the people in suspense, yes, your, yes, all yes. our listeners. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, most definitely, um, agri- um, at least education. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a there's a few things happening there. Tell us about that. And 
if you look at how many private schools, uh, you know, that's now primary and secondary mm. and tertiary mm. uh, type of institutions is, is opening up, it's positive and where's the equilibrium? Mm. Now, most definitely, if you look at uh, across the world, for instance, America, um, about 10% of their schools are private. So here in South Africa, we've got 26,000 schools. So there's a potential for about 2,600 private schools. Do you know what the number is currently? 1,600. 1,600. Okay, so, so there's, there's room to grow there. Eh? Room for 1,000 new schools. Mm. Now, you can't, by the flick of the finger, <laughs> get another 1,000 schools. But over the next few years, there's ample growth opportunities in that industry. And, mm. um, and positively, because like Spark Schools, as an example, mm. they can bring it to you at the same price mm. as what... A, a public them, education, a, a yeah. public uh, school is is, is is demanding from from the parents. You know. I really like the fact that you would benchmark uh, off a, an economy like the U.S. because it's in, in in certain ways we we're not comparable, but in in many other ways, certainly in education sector, we definitely are or can be. Are there other areas in the non-traditional? Um, Do you want to say anything more about education? We love education on our okay, show. Sure. Well, Let's carry on with education I, a little bit. Yeah. Two minutes. Yeah. Well, uh, a very positive thing is there's about 450,000 beds necessary for uh, tertiary students. Mm. Good point. And the traditional... Hostels of the universities can mm. only supply about a hundred thousand beds. Mm. So there's three hundred and fifty thousand beds that's needed to be provided by the private sector. They've already gone a long way in providing that. Mm. Uh, there's even factories and stuff converted into very, very decent um, student accommodation and office blocks, etc., etc. Mm. But if you go down the road in Cape Town, in uh, Woodstock, Salt River uh, Observatory, those areas, and if you go up in Bramfontein and uh, and even West Dean and those areas, and in Pretoria, they're very, very much the same. There's a lot of student accommodation, private sector. So that's another opportunity and okay. waiting to be... To be taken. Okay. And on, uh, just on the back of that, if you if you are just looking at it from an opportunity perspective, on the basis of this idea that people are in hostels and they they have to go home every now and then, um, our friend Nolo, his his business, and I, I forget what it's called. I, I may hash it, but I think it's Storage Wars. It's very similar to what you might see on TV. Um, they they've developed a business around this idea that students have to live somewhere and then store their stuff when they go home. So there's another opportunity, That's another so business. Smart. Yeah, exactly. That's so smart. And we really must be quite. Uh, we have think to out of the box. Well, we have to solve problems in each of these areas. And think out of the box. Are there other non-traditional areas that you'd like to highlight? Well, no, just tourism. I think is 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 definitely on the uptick, mm. and it's very positive. Yeah, I've, mm. uh, I, I went around town and and Cape Town even, and so on. It is um, pumping, it's pumping, pumping, it's you know? pumping. It's yeah. really and the people around us. They're courteous. They friendly. They accommodating. So. We mustn't get despondent that there's, you know, a lot, there's a small percentage of people that really don't understand 
the importance of tourism. Mm. I think, by and large, we all become more friendly and uh, mm. we we embrace tourism and we want the people to be here. So, uh, foreign tourism to us, that's definitely on the uptick, but mm. also local, yeah, local tourism. Local tourism. It's big, it's big business. And yeah. business tourism is also really growing very well. Mm-hmm. So, but now I come to Thais. Okay, yes, tell us what Tice <laughs> You know, that's now technology, information, communication, and entertainment. Mm. Now, those four often has been seen as separate industries. Technology, you know, what is the, what is the new thing on the table, you know, uh, that was invented and, uh, and bring technology closer to me. But now, mm. technology... Communication, information, and entertainment is in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, so there's many opportunities for that. But the more intense those things become, the more demanding it becomes. Like, for instance, you want bandwidth, you want speed, mm-hmm. you want everything. So now fiber optics is seeing the light in South Africa. <laughs> our our uh, uh, suburbs are being dug up mm. and uh, and it's fiber optics mm. going all over the mm. place and telecom with the L- LTE mm. um, uh, masts mm. yeah, with, with people with uh, Wi-Fi connections, mm. high-speed Wi-Fi connections. And now the service providers, those people that's putting in the infrastructure, there's excellent opportunities for them because they need to speed up this rollout project, uh, this rollout of fiber optics to to get to critical mass, and then also the service providers that's that's uh, signing you up, and uh, and then obviously now the technology that you already have needs to be upgraded to handle those types of speed, and that you can entertain yourself and. Uh, Get entertainment uh, uh, connected uh, through communication and everything all over from all over the world, and you play a game with somebody that's sitting in Moscow. And yep. uh, now I've got I've got a buddy that's uh, moved to the UK, and before he moved, when we were much younger, we used to play PlayStation, and now we can still do the same thing if we decide to do it. We don't do it anymore. Uh, but yeah, exactly that. The the world has become quite small. And yeah. and as you've rightly said, it's in the palm of our hand, which is incredible. It's an incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Good. You're, you're smiling, Cluby. Um, t- uh, entertainment. How does entertainment fill in with this merge of telecommunication and accessibility and all of the TICE stuff? Tell us about inter- entertainment. I'm going to interrupt you because we were talking about TICE off air. And what people don't <laughs> understand is when, when Christy mentioned entertainment as the, the, the final thing, Cluby got up and started dancing. <laughs> so this is, this I, is, and this this is, is my this vibe. This is your place. I really need to know how to make money. Tell us how, how it all fits in with TICE, the, in, the entertainment aspect. Um, well, Crystal. we've got conferences that's happening all over the world simultaneously with one speaker because the person is standing somewhere in Johannesburg, but he's through video conferencing and, uh, mm. you know, like immediate, you can see him all over the show, mm. he can engage with all the spectators all over the globe or the globe but he can physically engage not touch them 
like I can touch you. Yes. Uh, but in another way, you can, you can engage. You can see the person, you know. Mm. So, so in other words, it's not only voice. It's not just information. It is really picking up the vibe, you know, except mm. the warmth of the hand, you mm. know, that you can't. You can't feel, but you can see the reaction of the people, how they appreciate that. So, and that's for any kind of show that, uh, you know, you, we can fill up, uh, the, the FNB stadium mm. and we can have a, a top, uh, top artist. Um, but that artist can at the same time do uh, exactly that same thing in Cape Town, in Durban, for that matter, in New York and wherever. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I was watching a show. I can't think of it. It was one of these late night um, hosts in America, and they were standing on a stage, and someone appeared next to them, and it was a hologram. It was someone who and and they could interact with them. Unbelievable. There was no touch, but there was there was real interaction. And um, well, the virtual reality aspect of you know the future. That's where. It's at. I've got another story on virtual reality. What? No, no, just watching you with a video and (laughs) you looking around and looking a little bit dazed (laughs) by all of it. Yeah. But it is. It's incredible. And and you know what? It it might not be uh, um, very much sixth century, but it's very much high touch and high impact. Look, if you if you did look at the there was the CES. Um, to 2017, just the other day, and they are including this extrasensory element to their virtual reality and these other these digital digital entertainment platforms. Yeah. Is it, I mean, if you get shot playing a game, yeah. you feel it. It's there. <laughs> it's there. So we're, we're very much moving in that direction quickly. I, I guess the point of us saying that is that that's another business opportunity. The, uh, again, exactly. we, we build this chain. Mm. If you just take one thing, which is a game. How many different businesses can fit around this game to either support it or to drive it? Uh, And we must look at everything as micro economies, really, Mm -hmm. because that's how it works. The lights have to go on. The lights have to be replaced. The carpeting has to go down. The carpets have to be replaced, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, think of your phone with an app, and now you want to download a movie, you know. Well, with the speed of lightning, you can download uh, a full full sized uh, movie, you know. I know because of I know. fiber optics I and know. all those things. So I know. Uh, so you can buy it wherever from wherever and download it and and there of your uncle there it is. Sometimes even in another way. Advice. Yes, let's go to advice. I think because uh, things are moving so very quickly and we, we did speak about this a little bit last week when we spoke to a business coach and, and he said we must, re- we, we need to not lose focus with all these trends and things that are coming in. We, we must stay focused. And he gave three questions that we can use to stay focused. Now we won't mention it here. Everyone must go l- download the podcast to hear what <laughs> those questions are. Uh, but th- this, um, it, it can be very distracting. It can be very disjointed. How do we st- how do we know where to go and what to do? What is your advice? Well, I, I think stick to your thing. In other mm, words, if you are that. really good at a thing, rather refine that. I believe that. And find your niche there. I believe that. But don't just dream about it. Mm. Live your dream. Mm. In other words, go out. Do it. Be the first mover, you know, because if you're just following others, well, 
they've made their first profits and mm. they are a few steps ahead of you. So ra you rather find that uh, space where you feel comfortable with and then you go for it. I love that. But then also find your support structures and speak around. Speak to the experienced people. I mean, if I must go on a radio show, I will ask you for advice. You, you know, better. How to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how to, to put it all together. Put it all together, yes, you know. Yes. And to be short, succinct, and to the point and, and, and get the message across. So the same applies to a business. So ask hmm. mentors, people that has already gone the full hog. Maybe in another industry, maybe in the same industry, but not so sophisticated. But at least they can tell you what lessons have they learned. And you, your learning curve could be much, much mm. shorter and smaller uh, because of their experience that they share with you. And there's many people that would love to share it with our young people. And, um, well, I'm one of those, you know, mm. I, I, I've, I've seen... About, well, the company have funded over 70,000 businesses. Mm. And we've got a database of, of businesses that we've funded. And mm. we know how they performed, you mm. know. And I can't say um, I've done it. But at they least. They couldn't have done it without you. Well, we see that. I, can, I can at least tell the person, listen, uh, this is pitfalls. Yeah. But mm. this will work, you mm. know. And, um, and, and. That's not the only advice. Then he can ask another guy and another guy and, um, and then make up his mind and move on, you know. So, but be the first mover. Don't uh, let your dream go wasted. Live it. In your words, let me quote, because I'm, I'm just putting what you just said into concise and clear, uh, valuable skills and tools for our future CEOs. And this is your quote, do your due diligence, but don't wait around for someone else to make the first move. Business conditions would likely to get tougher and as the industries become more crowded. And that's your words. Now I understand why you're in that position. <laughs> And you did. You sounded so good. Did, did I? Well. Did I? Excellent. That's, those are your words. Those are your words. Well, I haven't said it the same way, but you've summed it up so well. Bye, Excellent. Bye, Adanke. And on that note, we're going to have to wrap it up because we have run out of time. It's been a very informative conversation, as it usually is. with As it always uh, is. Yeah. So, Christy, thank you very much for coming into studio again. Uh, I think just one thing from me, if I may. Yes, my love. Uh, I saw something come through uh, from an uh, just via email, and they were speaking about the rise of the gig economy and these these different things that come from that. And I just going back to our point we, uh, from our first conversation, which is this idea of youth unemployment and why things are happening and how many of them want to be entrepreneurs, and some of them just they they got they have got unrealistic goals. So that's just when you start a business, don't be unrealistic about it. Just be find a real opportunity, supply to that, and then grow organically. Uh, grow by uh, growing your customer base, not trying to force anything. Uh, if if I may add that, is that is that accurate? That's Love accurate. it. Okay, Wonderful. Great. Well, thank you very much for the for, for being here. Um, just quick, very quickly, business partners. What's the web web address if they want to look you guys up? Because you've also got some tools and information there. Businesspartners.co.za. Easy go. peasy. Easy as that. All right. We'll see you all same time, same place next week. Uh, we hope that you have a great rest of your of your week. 
Uh, and, you know, just go out and, what's the right word? Prosper. Prosper. Thrive. Thrive. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye now. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.